Trust me, I know guys. All we need is a beer in our hand and a bro by our side, and we are out of the way. You gotta get some decent cheers in here, man. What's this shit made out of, anyway? Uh, steel? Yeah? Yeah. Well, you should get it welded better in the corners. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And the show has started. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming. Me and Steve will be talking over each other the entire time. That's what we do. (laughs) And that's what guys do. That's what guys do. That's guy stuff. (laughs) Yeah, it's guy stuff. And if you don't get it, I don't know, maybe you're not a guy. Yeah, well, my Alexa in the other room just got it because she just started talking to me. Uh, She's still talking. (laughs) Uh, I had that happen at a restaurant the other day. The um, my I had a friend that was saying something, and what he was trying to say got picked up by his Siri, and then I got repeated. He was trying to say something bad about the waitress, how bad the service was, and then the Siri picked it up and responded. (laughs) Look at the waitress that just walked away. So this was. it ended up not being as bad as it could have been, but it it lent itself to a bad situation. The phones are always listening, as we know. Everything's always listening. Yeah, is that bad? I don't really care. Like, what's the go- the government's gonna be like, dude? You're you're a pretty weird guy. Yeah, my thought is the same thing here, Steve. What is the big deal? Like, go ahead and listen in on your things. Yeah, I'm a weird guy. You're gonna find that out. I don't really try to hide that much. Like, go for it. Listen up. That's gonna waste yeah. your time. If I was maybe a drug dealer or a terrorist, yeah. I might have an issue with the government listening to my phone calls or my Alexa. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm just a, I'm just a guy. Uh, I'm just a skater boy. Just a simple man with simple pleasures. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, some exotic. You do have some exotic. What's your most exotic pleasure? Do you think it's a glazed donut that with is... coffee? Very exotic. I so this is crazy. Uh, if I wake up and I have nothing to do, like on a Saturday or Sunday, yeah. If I have coffee and donuts, that is uh, that gets me going. Is, but <laughs> what does that have to do with you not having anything to do? Does that mean now that is what you've done no. for the day? Now you've eaten donuts and had coffee, or what is where are you going with that? I don't know. So when I was in the army, there was like a one Christmas where I was like at my, I was just on the army post for the whole Christmas and nobody like works. So I had like a week off essentially. Okay. But just sitting in like an army barracks basically. Yes. And I would wake up some, we went, we had a holiday party and somebody had like 24 donuts and they're like, who wants to take these? I'm like, I'll take 24 donuts. Yeah. And I would wake up every day and I'd eat a donut and have a coffee and it changed my life. Did you ever dip the donut in the coffee? I know some people do do that. I did, Jared. And I'm I'm going to say, you you can't be 
dipping the whole donut, but maybe okay. one or two bites. Okay. It's just too much at some point. I've never done it, so that's why I'm asking. Yeah, I'd recommend it. I'd, but, uh, like, don't get crazy. Okay. That's fair. But that that's my exotic pleasure. It's very exotic and very pleasurable. So I thank also, you for sharing that with everybody. I know that was that took a lot. Also sucking toes. Okay. That makes more sense. And you, do you have a preferred toe? Big toe? The, baby toe? The, the big toe. Okay. Uh, but it's not for me. It's for their pleasure. It's for their pleasure. I get pleasure out of their pleasure. Yes. Now... Do you agree with me that you could probably lose your baby toe, your pinky toe, and still be okay? I am shocked that my pinky toe is still there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, mine has little, has almost no nail on it. It's an embarrassingly si- small size nail for how big my, my toes and my feet are. Uh, I would be fine just removing this toe completely uh, if somebody were to compensate me correctly for it. That is a good point you bring up. The toenail on the tiny toe is tiny. It's not proportionate to the other toes. And it, like, I feel like sometimes I look at it after I trim it, I'm like, there's nothing there. How is that thing still going? What happens if the skin just takes over and then I have no toenail? Why does the, where does the toenail start and why does it come out of that place? That might be a steed science. That might be good. Tiny I would love nails. a good toe steed science. Um, you could get into your your uh, foot fetish thing or your toe fetish thing uh, as well with that. I, th- that does, uh, you know, I would. I want to know why people like toes or sucking toes or be- well, toes being sucked. If we're going to do that, we should get into, uh, you should probably get somebody who has a big foot fetish as a guest on the show. That would and be tough to find somebody who would admit that openly. I, I don't think it would be that hard to find. Really? Yes. We'll just keep That's them anonymous, shocking. and then we'll do that little uh, low voice on it so that you can't tell who's talking. And somebody could be like, Yeah, I love toes. Toes are my favorite. You know, something like that. I just take that toe in my mouth and instantly ejaculate. Okay. Yeah, something something like that. Exactly. Um, or is the is the pleasure from getting toes like oh gosh, is it touching other people's toes that gets you going, or is it people touching your toes? Sometimes it's just seeing toes. Really? Uh, yeah. I again, I'm just uh, you know, I'm just an observer. I'm not a I'm not a uh, full on board with the foot thing. I actually don't really understand it at all, but. Clearly, there's something there because it's a big thing. It is a big thing. We consummated the marriage, and it went well. (laughs) So the cookie jar was taken care of well. I got my car. I haven't talked about this in the show, Steve. I thought you'd like this. I got my car towed, um, like, I don't know, three weeks ago, a month ago, maybe. Was this a uh, voluntary towing or involuntary? Involuntary towing. I should clarify. Oh, that. yes. Okay. I hate. I. I would lose it. Why would you lose it? I hate tow truck drivers. I hate them towing my car. Really? See, I okay. This is where we're gonna have a different. So this is me having to get my car car towed because of a uh, mechanical function, not because okay. of me parking so in the wrong voluntary. spot. Well, well, I mean, ideally, I'd not be getting my car towed. 
you're saying voluntary is I guess nobody would choose to just get your car towed except for in the one time of the league where Ruxin is drinking too much after a bar and instead of him exactly. wanting to call an Uber or a, a taxi, he just calls AAA to get his car towed to his house <laughs> so he doesn't have to pick it up in the morning because he's been drinking. Um, so you're right. I guess in this case it is voluntary. You're right. So I was on the side of the highway. My car was leaking coolant. And at this point I thought I had replaced all the coolant hoses on my car. Turns out there's a few more left, of course. I, I, I noticed that there's still probably three more after this. But it's, Why do they need so many hoses for this It's coolant? insane. It's insane how many little stupid parts hose. there are. One continuous hose. That's all I want. And this one goes from basically the engine to the heater core, which is what heats up your car when you are uh, uses the coolant to heat up a little box, which air blows on, and then you heat, you get the heat from your car. So anyway, little hose in there. The hose was, you know, 15 years old. It's getting hot. It was t- it's time for it to break. You know, sure. That's fine. I was annoyed with it. I was on the side highway. My, my car starts overheating. Anyway, I get picked up by the tow truck driver. Second time I've gotten picked up by a AAA tow truck driver in the last, like, you know, two or three years. One was with my other car. This was with this car. So this guy drives me back to my parents, and it's about an hour-long drive. And just like last time, this guy was one of the nicest guys that I have ever actually <clears throat> encountered. Just for a random guy, you know, that I've never met very different background than me. You know, we started talking like he grew up in like inner city Chicago. Uh, we started talking about, he liked cars a lot. And uh, he used to, he was talking about that he had this uh, like low rider. The car that he said, he said it's a car that they have in training day. And so it's some sort of Chevy, you know, something or Buick. I don't know what it was. Oldsmobile. Anyway, just like an old eighties, you know, kind of classic. That's a weird sedan. Well, no. So he was, so we were just talking yeah, about old cars. In training and, day. So, well, that's just what he was trying to, you know, he's like, oh, that's, it would be the car from training day if you've seen that. So, but anyway, he said, he you know, like spent all way too much money on it, all the stuff. He, you put big subwoofers and, uh, you know, low rider, like a hydraulic system on it, whatever. Anyway, we're talking, it was a great conversation on the ride back. But what I asked him, I asked him, what cars uh, do you pick up the most? Because I was figuring what's like a most unbiased opinion you could get on car reliability than a guy that literally his job is just to pick up cars all the time. And he's not hired by a specific company, right? AAA is just for yeah. anybody that has it. So I asked him for the top three cars that he picks up the most. What? And this is, I said, not for tire problems or things like that, like actual mechanical problems. And what do you think yeah. the top three were? Uh, is there, give me like a, is there like a, age range like new old no 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 i just said brands i didn't say new or old oh just brands yes i'm going to guess uh honda you think honda gets picked up the most well i mean there's the most hondas out there uh they don't have money for a tow truck i'm gonna change it i'm gonna change it audi okay uh bmw which is your car yep which i told you not to buy because of all the problems okay I remember that. Yes, you did or say do, that. I'm sure you remember that. Yes. And look at all the problems. Yep. And then my third guess would be Chevy. Okay, so you got one of the three right. Which one? Uh, BMW. Ugh. So BMW was third on his list, and he said this was in specific order. He said number one by far was Mercedes. Really? And he said that he said Mercedes, and it's not even close. He said... And this is a guy, keep in mind, not a very wealthy man. You know, he said he gets by. But he said even if somebody handed him a, a keys to a Mercedes, he would give them back. 
That's how many times <laughs> he said he's picked up Mercedes that many times. He said he had one that the guy had 48 miles on his car and oh no and he had to drive it back to the dealership because it had gotten a uh, thing already <laughs> and keep in mind you're right steve that it is probably a little bit there's a little bit of bias in here because certain people are going to have AAA service and certain people aren't right but also yeah, if you have a mercedes but a new mercedes at least chances are your car breaks are gonna be like oh my god yes maybe but, i'm generalizing but also there's, there's workers out there but also there's less there's way less mercedes than some of the other cars so it, it should even out yes relative yeah it should even out uh number two he said and he said number two one and two were were above uh the bmw even significantly he said land rover and he said what he said land rovers are he said just he says always just issues with land rovers he says... Uh, That's pretty surprising. Yeah. He said, the the phrasing he said with Land Rover, he said, Land Rover should be embarrassed to make cars. That's what he said. <laughs> They're that. And again, this is a guy, the very, it was a very interesting guy, you know, we had a good conversation. And then he said third was BMW. And he said the one he sees the most with BMW is the, is the cooling problems, which is what mine is. I've literally, at this point, replaced every, basically every coolant component on the That's car except for these last three hoes. Um, I yeah, I'm sure I can find something else that'll break on it. Nope, I did know the risk <clears throat> going in, but also the car was cheap enough that I was willing to just go for it. But anyway, uh, then what do you think he said were the three most reliable? Uh, Ford. Okay. Uh, obviously. Um, <laughs> I have a feeling Volkswagen will be on there. Okay. So Ford, Volkswagen, what's a good, what's a good car? Good American car. Let's <laughs> try none of the answers. Uh, uh, Toyota. Okay, so you got one of the three right. Which one is it? Ford? Toyota. Ah, damn it. So he said Toyota, Nissan, and Honda. He said those Nissan, three. Wow. Yeah. He said. I get uh, Toyota. I don't get Nissan because every time I've been in a Nissan is making a fucking noise. <laughs> you know, that's just what he's, but maybe it's a, maybe they just have a bunch of annoying problems. Like, uh, you know, ones that, ones that are like, but not, not like shuts the car down, but just constant little issues, you know? That's maybe, fair. Yeah. Uh, so he said those three and then he said, <clears throat> uh, honorable mention to Subaru and to Buick. He also said we're, we're pretty solid. Really? And he's Buick not, is strange. He said of the newer ones since they've remodeled and revamped. Oh yeah. Um, so I thought that was interesting stuff and he didn't say, you know, and all the ones in between were just, you know, he would get some and not, you know, but just, they didn't stand out anymore. Yeah. The, I thought it was interesting in, uh, it just to kind of hear like a more, you know, one person's thoughts of what they're seeing all the time. And I did definitely skew some of my thoughts on future car purchases and things like that. Uh, just more on the bad side, not on the good side as much, but more on the avoiding some of the cars. Cause you know, I kind of had similar thoughts. Definitely wouldn't have thought the Mercedes as much. Um, but, uh, you know, the other ones I have heard things about, but I wanted to talk about something with uh, Subaru, which is mentioned in this Subaru is a car that I think makes really quality cars. I actually really like their cars when they came out with that WRX, uh, you know, like a couple years ago. That yeah. was like at one point like the fastest production car that they were making and, you know, turned a lot, like a lot of people could have like a fairly cheap car that was, and they're always, they have really good handling and very a lot of them are like all wheel, maybe all of them are all wheel drive, I think. Anyway, solid car. 
but what's very interesting with Subaru, which, which is which is strange, is that they they completely abandon the when in their ads, it's almost nothing about the quality of the car, and it's all about like love. You know, it's like the yeah. share the love thing and all this kind of stuff, which seems to me um, pandering in a sense. Like it seems like, hey, uh, like I'm too stupid to uh, look. Research I, my car. Yeah, like I'm not researching. I care about this. Like I have an emotional connection to the car. I don't care about the quality of the car. And Subaru has a quality car. So I don't understand, you know, they're trying to apparently try to appeal to a certain audience with this. You know, it's like sometimes you'll see the cars or at least they, I feel like car, car commercials 10 years ago used to be, here's the power, you know, I've got a, you know, 10, you know, 100,000 powertrain warranty and I've got this and it gets it's all about gas, gas mileage and all that kind of stuff, right? They're trying to show you how much they trust a car. And now it's Subaru is all about the, how much they love stuff. There's stuff that I feel the car's not even mentioned in the thing. Yeah. They have like some guy with a dog. Yeah. Yes. And they're exactly. like going hang gliding. Yes. And so what I what's so annoying about this and this is like just a classic media thing and just how much you're trying to like they're just trying to excuse people's thoughts here's a hilarious thing about Subaru Subaru makes the a lot of the military helicopters engines uh, oh really yeah seems like they don't really uh, mention that when they're talking about sharing the love uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's a little bit well, <laughs> it's ridiculous because it's like here you're telling me how much I love each other and all this stuff and then are we going to use your you know <laughs> we're to use these vehicles to end somebody else's life. Which uh, helicopters do they make the engines uh, for? Let's look it up. They they have a license from Bell. So Bell, obviously a big um, helicopter manufacturer. Like, uh, the Apache? They make the Apache. They make part of the Apache engine, yes. Okay. Well, that's enough. Yeah. For what we're talking about. Yes, Apache is probably the most deadly helicopter that they make. It's really yeah, just... The, the, the Apache's uh, an attack helicopter. Yeah. The three main helicopters in the army are the Chinook, the Blackhawk, and the Apache. And the Apache has two pilots and a bunch of guns. Yeah, and, and, this... and they sh- sh- shoot Hellfire missiles, and they're the best thing ever. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, that's one of the ones I'm making. The other one kind of looks like the what's just the standard one that kind of carries like the four people that you always used to see in Vietnam. The Blackhawk. No, oh, the the Huey. Yeah, it kind yeah, it kind of looks like the the Huey. They, they have a nobody version uses that looks those anymore. <laughs> yeah, nobody. Yeah, well, they, they have one that looks like that though. Utility helicopter UHX utility helicopter Japan uses it. Yeah, um, but anyway, I just thought that was a a funny little uh, side note with with Subaru yeah. and just how much share yeah, the love share and the... then a bunch of Hellfire missiles. Yeah, it just it's just very like start raining down. I just hate hypocrisy and that's like it's total pandering, total hypocrisy to do that kind of thing and then, you know, like I said, just talk about your talk about the car. Let's not worry about the the whole other side of that where you're just trying to appeal to a certain audience. If your car looks cool and whatever, as tires, I'll probably think about buying it. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's why I drive a Ford Focus ST, 252 horsepower. Now that's a car. That thing has probably never been picked up by a tow truck driver. <laughs> almost I'll, guaranteed. When I get picked up next, I'll have to ask him. Except for the time I almost got towed. Which was when? And that yeah. I don't know if I've talked about this on Chubset Podcast. This is when I lived in Georgia. Did I talk about this? Is this when you the person was spun off the road? When the guy flipped you, over? Yeah, and you had a you had oh, to save them? Oh, when I was them? a hero? No, no, no. That's when I was a hero of the roadways. And I uh, 
probably saved two people's lives at least pulling them out of a flipped over suv could have been more um no i was uh parked at my work so our office was above it was in a building owned by a church which was across the street the church of satan right it was a satanic church i believe so i believe it was a satanic church yep so i'm parked there and they had like given me a warning it was like you need to come get a parking pass and i had been parking there for like months like three months no parking thing then they put the thing on my car one day and they're like come get the thing i'm like whatever so then like literally the next day it was like i went outside to like go to lunch or something and some guy's trying to tell my car oh no okay and i was like I was like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm telling you. I'm like, no, I can park here. I work here. <laughs> yep. And he's like this fucking fat bitch tow truck Whoa. guy. Yeah. This is why I hate him. He like gets in my face. He's like, oh, you don't. He's like, I'm going to take this car. Like, once they call me, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, fuck you. Like, you're not taking my car. <laughs> and I'm like. I'm going to, like, do whatever it takes. This guy's not taking my fucking car. Yeah, like, I'm going to take your car. I'm taking That's my car now. Somebody call me. I'm going to take that car. Yeah, exactly. He, like, gets in my face. I'm like, what the fuck is this guy's problem? Howdy, partner. Excuse me. Excuse my language. It's a very heated moment. So what did you say so to him, Steve? He's trying to tell my car. I'm like, no, I can park here. I work here. They tell me take this car. I'm like, I'm allowed to park here, guy. So I'm like, all right, well, fucking wait here. I'm going to talk to the church people. So I like go into the church. Yeah. They're all worshiping. Like an old lady. Yep. They're they're not worshiping at all. They're just running a business because churches are BS. Whoa. I walk in there. A lot of controversial stuff in the statement. Keep going. It's Keep not going. controversial. It's the truth. I walk in there as an old Ethel-looking lady, and I'm like, hey, uh, some guy's trying to tow my car. I'll be the old lady. Why All right. He, hey, some guy's he, trying to tow my car. Why is he trying to do that? Spot on. And I'm like, why is he? Yeah. No, I said, why is he trying to do that? Well, we have a policy now that you have to you have to get a parking pass. Okay, wrong. I walk in. I go, <laughs> you got to get. I'm like, this guy's trying to tow my car. And she's like. Uh, uh, I'll get Kyle. So. She goes, like, in the back. She knew it was, like, my car. And she knew she had, like, called to get my car towed. Oh, so she, she was the one that called? Back. Oh, got it. I don't know who called. Yeah. And some, like, 20-year-old fucking douchebag right. white guy in a wearing a hat in his own church. Yeah. I'll be Kyle. Comes up. And he's like, hey. I'm like, yeah, why is my car getting towed? Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't, like, know why. Yeah, and I was like, well, tell the tow truck guy not to take my car. Essentially. Uh, I can talk to him or something. Yeah, he tried to play it off like he wasn't the guy that, like, called to get my car towed. And I was allowed to park through. He was like, oh, I don't really know what's going on. I'm like, this church is empty. There's you and Ethel here. <laughs> It was one of you two. What are you talking about? You're still talking about me. Fuck you, Ethel. (laughs) This is between me and Jesus at this point. 
uh, you don't talk about my ethyl like that. All right. So anyway, what what was the end result? Uh, moral of the story: My car did not get towed. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Because uh, <laughs> I would have burned down a church. Yeah, that's fair. If my car was gone, that's a Ford Focus ST. All right, those don't grow on trees. I agree. It's got a turbo. <laughs> All right, I feel like if we do any more car talk, somebody is going to uh, shut this off. Uh, Someone will. Somebody might have already have. So uh, what's something you want to get to, Steve? Jay, I want to talk Colts. Ooh, okay. I don't know I don't know why. I think I was looking up Flat Earth stuff. Okay. And I, we okay. talked about Sorry, Flat wait. Earth. You're talking about C-U-L-T-S. At first, I thought you were talking about the Indianapolis Colts. Then I thought oh, you were thinking no. about Colts like the horse, like uh, oh, related I to like Steed. Horses. Yeah. And now, okay, this is makes this is the most exciting of the three. So, okay, Colts, C U L T S. This is this is the spiciest of the three. Okay. Colts, C U L T S. Maybe this is a word I can't say good, like wasps. <laughs> no, Colts sounds fine. There's just it's multiple ways that it's Colts. Meaning, yeah. Colts. Yeah, Colts. I was looking up flat earth stuff. I was okay. thinking about doing a Steve science on flat earths. Okay. Like what's, go- I think we already, we've already talked about yeah, we've flat earths. Yeah, we've talked some flat earths, sure. But I was like looking it up, looking a little more in depth. Um, and then I came across a webpage and it was like, join our thing. Give us $12. Okay, that's it. We'll give you a medallion. Okay. And I was like, that's, that's a weird, that's a weird cult, isn't it? Yep. Flat Earthers, they're like a weird cult. And then I was like, well, I want to start a cult. Yeah. If I could have some idea and people would give me $12, I would like that. Okay. So I wanted to bring it, bring it out, talk it out. Okay. What cult should we start? The cult of Steed. I um... want to nail down the basics you know, our basic okay. principles. Yeah. Um, a lot of these cults that are pretty popular, pretty famous, they're sex or suicide cults. Okay. Avoid, so the, that avoid gonna, the suicide ones. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like those are the best ones. Uh, it could be. You're right. So my main goal for the cult is to get people to give me money and maybe work on a farm for me okay what about something for bald people i don't like where this is going i feel like it's targeted at me no well i'm just saying something where the way you show your membership is to shave the top of your head oh okay okay yes so maybe everybody has to shave the top of their head but i'm the only guy that's allowed to have any hair on the top of their head yes and as long as you okay. could be good, even if you were balding, to even have just a few little whiffs of hair on top, it would show dominance. Okay. And I I still have much more than a few little whiffs. Yes. Yes, exactly. So I I would be I would be dominant in this cult. I think that is the goal. If you want to collect the money, you have to be dominant. So we have the membership requirement. Twelve dollars and a shaved top of the head. Twelve dollars shaved top of the head, but what are our what are our beliefs? Um, you believe that... I think mean, most of them you have to have some sort of belief that the world is going to end. Yeah. Uh, we need a timeline. Pre- preferably within 50 years. Pref- 
preferably yes it, that would be ideal um but you want some sort of like nondescript you don't want exact date or time right because that really backfired for the mayans like there's well, they're they're embar- like that they did not recover from that whole thing because when that came no. and went and that bad movie came and went uh 2012 ended up just being a lot of bullshit and now mayans are the laughing stock of the ancient uh native races i actually have not heard about any mayans like doing anything in uh recently exactly. like in music last seven years anything no yep so you don't want to have a specific time and date because that will backfire that's that makes sense yeah so an uh, open-ended time so maybe we say one of the winter solstices okay winter solstice is a specific date though it's december 21st okay some winter solstice when a meteor when there's also a meteor so that will signal yes. the beginning of the end that, of the world. yes that will signal the beginning of the end and that and that's that's uh broad enough and, that it doesn't need yes i agree okay and so we'll release later scriptures at the time yes as we uh get yes. word from god yes i okay because as, as god's calling he's talking to us but only like you know every few months yeah okay that works are we all gonna suicide at the end i don't think you need to do the suicide i think it's you leave it as an option jay you oh well how is the world gonna come to an end it will come to an end. You keep it very vague and use a lot of big, scary words. So, so that's like, going to scare people. Yes. Jared, they're going to want to drink that Kool-Aid. And they can do it, uh, but it's not a requirement. You don't want to get in trouble legally. That's oh, fair. I can have legally, face look at this. Yeah, yeah legally. Yeah, step away from that. Mm-hmm. Now, how many wives should you be able to have? Um, I think you should flip the script here a little bit one woman is allowed to have multiple male partners. Oh, really? Yeah. I think it's a little bit, uh, if you want to, if you want to be 2019 cult, you're going to need to do that. That actually might attract more women. Yep. To the cult where we have a surplus and then all the surplus women that don't have husbands have to be my wife. (laughs) See, and there you go. Now you're, now you're working the system and that's exactly correct. Okay, and they all have to give me $12. Yep. And now your bank account is growing. So at that point, I've got like maybe $172. The money truck, baby. Yep, you got to lease that. <laughs> and here's here's one thing. Here's my last bit of advice for this. I think that for absolutely no reason other than it has been decided, everything should be strongly based on the Chinese New Year uh, and, and Chinese uh, like like the the Chinese zodiac well that brings that's a good point but we should only bring that up after the first doomsday fails <laughs> yes so when they're like oh it already happened we're like oh you no you thought the meteor on the winter solstice we were talking about the Chinese New Year winter solstice exactly that's exactly. six days later yes and it hasn't happened. A lot of the stuff about you talk a lot about Year of the Dragon, but you everything's a little bit off. Like it's you can tell it's loosely based on the Chinese uh, zodiac system, but everything's just a little bit off. We need a good background story. Like the Mormons, they have like 
Steve, that one crazy guy. But you're the leader, Steve. You don't you don't need like a, a prophet type person. I know, but I would need a backstory. Like I was pushed off a, a boat and I floated for three weeks. Well, I was gonna say I saw the face of Jesus, Jesus, and he reached into the water and said, "You need to make twelve dollars per person that enters your church." And that's my backstory. And so it was written, and so it shall be done. That's what you say. Yep. Perfect. And it's called the. How about the House of Steed? I actually don't want it associated with okay. me in any way. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> what would be a good name for it then? Um. Let's just look at some stuff in my room. The Church of Four Pillars. The Church of Four Pillars. That sounds official. That sounds official, and I looked at my TV stand. It has four pillars on it, and that is how we made it, baby. Perfect. If anybody wants to join, uh, Steve will have details uh, upcoming soon, and you have to Venmo him $12. Yeah, you can Venmo me, but just make sure when you Venmo me, you put Listen to Chubbs at Podcasts now on Spotify. Spotify. What's your Venmo for so people know? Uh, I'll share that publicly. I don't care. All right, yours is... It's Paul-T-1. Really? Yep. Surprised I had to add a one in there. And you know what? Your, your Venmo picture looks like you're in a cult. It's you wearing a towel over your head. And you're wearing oh, sunglasses. I took, that at, I took that at the beach. That's uh, <laughs> my picture for something else. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's a very culty picture. <laughs> Welcome. Look at I would there. be a good cult leader. <laughs> You'd be welcome, very good. Welcome. Welcome. The Lord has spoken. My children. He said you must give me corn, you children, you sheep. <laughs> It'd be very degrading to people. That's always That always works, too. Um, That's what they want. Yeah. Oh, I want to do some, uh, my Billy Bob Thornton movie review. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Hello, I'm Billy Bob Thornton. And do me a favor. Once we start, let me get three sentences out before you ask me another inane goddamn question. Well, they don't make sense, because uh, what's like this, you can say three but not four. Well, <laughs> it's funny, I mean, you know, because we have rules in network television. I can barely keep my ass in the seat. I want to run up on the stage and, like, mess the guy's hair up and turn the furniture over and, you know, stuff like that. I'm obviously not an albino, so. Uh, yeah, I have, a, I have a phobia about antiques, certain kinds. Anything before ni- uh, anything before 1950 or so. Okay, lower. shut the f*** up. I'll do it. Yeah, that's what we did. We, we took a, the guy who was 6'5 and shrunk him down for the movie. Wow. Yeah. Only in Hollywood. Anyway, no, I'm not an albino. God damn it. I mean, seriously. What is he dwarf? Of course he's that short. That's... What kind of question is that? Am I on acid? From 2003, Love Actually. A movie wow. by Richard Curtis. Richard Curtis also directed About Time uh, and Pirate uh, Pirate Radio. He wrote Four Weddings oh, and a Funeral. Movie. Pirate Radio. I actually never saw, but I've seen trailers. You never it. seen Pirate Radio? No, it's good. That was all the rage for alt kids in 2013. Whenever it came, <laughs> I it was, was not cool enough to be an alt kid during that time. Um, <laughs> this is a good movie. So, anyway, so he, yeah, he's done some other stuff. This movie is star-studded cast. This is, uh, I actually don't know how you get this many people together in one movie. The, so, <laughs> when they made that trailer, 
when I watched this trailer, it reminded me of the trailer for Valentine's Day, which came out a few years ago. And the whole trailer for that movie was like, Taylor Lautner, Taylor Swift. Yep, yes, very similar. Whatever. It was just like 15 people in a row. I'm like, who's going to go watch this? Well, I would think that you all you have to do is find one actor that you like in that, and you go to see it for that. No way. Well, so here's the movie here. Ready for this? Uh, yeah. Here's who's in this. Bill Nighy. Bill Nighy is uh, Davy Jones in Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, Colin Firth, Liam Neeson, Emma Thompson, Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman, you know him from uh, as Bilbo Baggins in... The Hobbit, and also in Fargo with Billy Bob Thornton. This sounds really B-list right now. Uh, Keira Knightley. A-list. Andrew Lincoln, who is uh, Rick in Walking Dead. Walking Dead? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, B-minus. B-plus list. I didn't ask for this. Okay. Uh, Laura Linney. Uh, she's the mom in uh, Ozark. B-list. Okay. Alan Rickman. A-list. There we go. Uh, Professor who else? Snape. Professor Snape. Also in Galaxy Quest. Uh, I'm trying to think yes. of what his name is in Galaxy Quest. It's like a lizard. Me. Yeah, he's the lizard guy. Uh, no, what's his name? In, uh, Alexander Dane. Galaxy Quest. Billy Bob Thornton. A-list, obviously. Yeah, obviously A-list. Rowan Atkinson, also known as Mr. Bean. Oh, I'll uh, I'll give him a British A list. Okay. An American B list. Okay. January Jones. D. Okay. What about Elisha Cuthbert, who is the girl from Girl Next Door? Oh wait. Let me Google her real quick. What's her name? Elisha Cuthbert. E L I S H A. C U T H B E R T. She's also in a, se- a couple oh, seasons of uh, twenty four. A list. A list. A list. Uh, Denise Richards. Eliza Cuthbert is smoking. Denise De- Richards B. Okay. If not C. But you understand the na- the amount of people I've named in this movie. This There's is so a lot many. Of There's so and many then B list. How are, so just then, got every B list? What about what about what about okay. Hugh Grant? Hugh Grant. I was waiting for you to say Hugh yes. Grant. Fuck you, Grant. What? I hate you, Grant. What's he? Well, screw you, Grant. Why screw you, Grant? Why screw you? He's. Why screw you? <laughs> Everybody thinks you, Grant's all this great guy. What has he ever done? You, Grant? Uh. Yeah. He was in Love Actually. He was also in the movie that Jeff Goldblum was in, which was. I'm going to have to look this up. Yeah, he was probably overshadowed by Goldblum. What about About a Boy, Notting Hill? Bridget, Bridget Jones, Diary. That, those were a, the series of some of the worst movies. Nine months. That's the movie I was thinking of. Nine months. Uh, Jeff Goldblum is in Nine Months. So he's going to let you know with that. right now. Nobody that was is middle tier. That, <laughs> that was middle tier. Yeah. Um, he also uh, used to date yeah, Elizabeth Hurley. Elizabeth Hurley became famous from dating him. Really? Yes. He brought her to like a, he, uh, a, the red, a some red carpet event, and that's when she became famous. I mean, that's a lot of things, dude. Uh, yeah, he's done nothing. Screw Hugh Grant. Okay. I almost want to start a public feud with him, but we're already in one with uh, Conan O'Brien, so 
Okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah, we can't start a Hugh Grant feud just yet. So anyway, I'll give a little explanation of what this movie is. So uh, it is about, it's around Christmas time. This is a Christmas movie. It's why this is being watched at this time. And this all takes place in London, England. High society. So, Which is why Hugh Grant even got a chance. Hugh Grant is playing the prime minister. Oh, wow. <laughs> and anyway, this is a story kind of like uh, Crash or any of those other type of movies where there's multiple things going on. There's like, I don't know, eight different storylines going on. So there's a storyline with Alan Rickman and he's having some issues with his wife, Emma Thompson, where they are, uh, he's, he's got a new secretary at work that he kind of is into, but he's been oh, married yeah. for a while. One of those kind of stories, Colin, a lot of cheating actually in this. It's a lot of cheating. Colin Firth, uh, had, finds out that his wife has been sleeping with his brother. Um, so Whoa. he leaves her and then finds this girl. That's this maid that he's place that he's working at. Uh, yeah. then there is I always go for the maid. Then uh, Liam Neeson just had his wife die, and now he's raising uh, what his, which actually happened Wait. in real life, which is actually kind of crazy. I know. Why did they make him do that? Well, I th- I'm assuming this is before his wife actually died. Oh. Yeah, that's fucked up. Um, it is weird. That's, it is that is messed up. That is very weird. Hey Liam, Liam, come on, come on, come in here. We're gonna need you to uh, pretend your wife's dead. He's like, yeah, I, I think I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They just had him really live the actual trauma through the thing. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a great idea. That uh, was pretty mean. Liam Neeson has a very cute kid in this that he's he's trying to get the kid to date this one girl in school. You know, it's like a young love story, and he's into this girl. He doesn't know how to get her. So Liam Neeson's, like, helping out his son try to do that. Um, Bill Nighy is playing this kind of washed-up uh, rock singer that re- that that changes one of his old rock songs to a Christmas song and is basically just like, yeah, I'm selling out what are you going to do about it? And just goes, goes on all these news and uh, like radio appearances and TV appearances and just like says whatever he wants. And just like, yeah, you know, if, if I, you know, if I have the number one Christmas album this year, I'm going to, you know, perform it naked on stage, you know, like things he just says like whatever he want. He's kind of a funny character. Andrew Lincoln is, uh, is really into Kira Knightley, even though she's married to his, one of his friends. Uh, Martin Freeman is, into this one girl that he's doing a stand-in. So for people that don't know what a stand-in is, a stand-in basically before the actors get there, they have somebody that is a similar look to the actor and they put them on the set so they can get all the lighting and the camera angles down. And then when the actors are ready, then the stand-ins can leave and the actors fill in the spots. So, and this happens in, in most things. So it's essentially just a human puppet. Yes. So Martin Freeman is doing some sort of stand-in with another girl. It, what seems like a porno, uh, because Ooh. they are they're naked like the entire time that they're doing this. Um, what? Yeah. <laughs> so that's going on. Uh, those are the main story. Oh, then Hugh Grant is into this. Uh, into there's his, like fifteen stories. That's what I'm saying. Okay. There's a ton of stories going on. Hugh Grant is, is a new prime minister, and he's kind of into his secretary. So it's a bunch of love well, stories. Oh, right, whoa, that are all... Hugh Grant. Uh, of course, Hugh Grant as a prime minister would be into his secretary. There was a lot of yeah. There's Bill Clinton, and Monica Lewinsky scandal. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. And it's kind of it kind of represents that a little bit. So Billy Bob Thornton, I've not even talked about him yet. He's playing the U.S. president. The U.S. president oh, comes and visits. No. Uh, London, and he kind of has like a little uh, run-in with the secretary. So 
there is a lot going on in this movie. Uh, it all kind of you know comes together in different parts. There's there's one ridiculous part. Uh, I'm not going to ruin anything. If somebody has not seen this movie. Uh, Steve, what were your what were your thoughts? Uh, don't see this movie. Okay, Steve's thoughts were don't see this movie. Uh, as somebody who has seen a lot of Billy Bob Thornton movies, a lot of movies in general, I enjoyed this movie quite a bit. Really? Um, yes. Maybe it the actually, trailer was over the top for me. I would have to watch the trailer. So the it's tra- a. The trailer's ridi- It's like, <laughs> this weekend, you're going to see. And it's like, Liam Neeson. And then they're playing, like, oh my God, I can't get no satisfaction <laughs> like, he's about to find out life as a stapler isn't as easy yeah. as it looks he's like talking to his kid he, the kid's like I think I'm in love dad Liam Neeson's like you son of a bitch you took my wife <laughs> like oh Jesus Christ it's, it's uh, crazy so, it's a crazy trailer well what I'll say about that is that I know I haven't seen the trailer so maybe I should have watched that but um it's one of those, it's just a movie that it like, it has all these different storylines going on. So if you don't really like one storyline, if you don't really like a set of characters, they're gone pretty soon because it's going on a different set of characters. But there's actually some very cute, uh, really well-written love stories in this. Some very like, they could have just done a full movie on just one of these sets of characters. There's a few of those in here. Um, especially the Liam Neeson character and the Colin Firth character are, have some very like well-done stories. Uh, and it's all, and it all kind of culminates at the end. My only complaint about the movie is some of the ends are, some of the, some of the stories are left kind of without an actual ending. Like they just don't kind of do a follow up on on what it was. And some of the characters they connected together, they did kind of with, like they didn't really put a lot of thought. It seems like in how some of these characters, because they wanted everybody to kind of be intertwined. And some of it was done kind of like, oh, they just kind of are friends. You find out, but. Um, but overall, that's a very minor detail. If I had to do one critique, that would be it. But the movie overall is is very well done, and uh, it's a very cute movie, and it's got a lot of uh, uh, a lot of good actors and stuff like that. And again, you you kind of can like a bunch of different things going on, and I kind of like when there's a bunch of different options of things that like. So this is um, for me a top tier one of Billy Bob's best movies, but not. Uh, not necessarily Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob's in this movie for maybe seven minutes. You know, he's a that's he's a very minor character in this movie. That's more than a lot of Goldblum minutes. Yes, that's true. That's true. Uh, Goldblum has definitely had smaller roles. Billy Bob, this is actually one of the smaller roles I've seen him in. Typically, when he's in movies, he seems to be in a more prominent yeah, role. He, he takes the stage. Yes, and in this case, it's not as as much. He did look pretty good. I would say dressed as the president, kind of well kept. Uh, looked pretty, you know. Good-looking guy in this, uh, you know, probably if, circa 2002. Yeah, if he somewhere. ran for president of the U.S., I would vote for him. I don't know if I would, uh, based over, on... Over Trump and Hillary. It's Trump, Hillary, Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, I'd go. I'd probably go Billy Bob. Yeah, most yeah. people would have won Billy Bob. That was his one chance. That was everybody's one chance. <laughs> that that election, one. anybody could have ran. And, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson, oh my God. We would have had Dwayne The Rock Johnson as president. You're right. I think it would have been the time. It would have been the time. But he blew his chance. Uh, he had already Maybe he had already lived out his, his president you know, fantasy in this movie. It's very true. But especially around this time of year, if somebody is looking for a Christmas movie and they've not seen Love Actually, I, I enjoy this quite a bit. Um I would say maybe females might enjoy it a little bit more just because it's, you know, 
it's all based on a love story, not a, not a high action true. one. But uh, guys would enjoy it as well. I enjoyed it. So that's what I would say. Top tier A, Davy Crockett on the Alamo scale. Hi, this is Billy Bob Thornton. Welcome to my official website. And as Sage says, what's up? All right, so we'll wrap up the show there. Email the show, chubstep.podcast at gmail.com. And rate the show on iTunes. We've not gotten an iTunes review in a while. I know because I check probably like once every two months. And I haven't probably oh, checked in like actually, two months. Jay, so we have gotten an iTunes review. Okay, do you want to read it? Uh, yeah, give me one sec to look it up. Because okay. it takes me at least five minutes to find it. I got it. Ready for this? Yes. Ready for the most recent Chubstep review on iTunes. There's actually two. Oh, there's two. Yep. Okay. This uh, first one is, thank you, Steve, for the reminder. This one's from October, one's from November. So I've not checked this in a while. Uh, okay. The first one is, Steed is so H-A-W-T hot. Ooh. It says, Steed's voice makes me go gaga. Wow. So That's the review. That's a that's a pretty solid review, Steed. I like that. Oh my gosh, that's actually pretty flattering uh, for me. Uh, it's a little awkward because I call my sister Lydia Gaga, but I'll accept it. Yeah, thank you. We'll try not to. Thank make you, that. mystery person. Thank you, mystery um, person. Yes, uh, we got another one. Though, Steed. You're gonna like this too. It said, "Oh my oh, god!" Okay. It said, "OMG, Steed is so good." Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that, what? OMG, Steed is so good podcast. Uh, <laughs> sounds like I'm getting scammed already, but all right. Wow, I was listening to Chubstep, and when Steed came on, I was like, holy cannoli, this guy is the best podcaster since since Bin Laden. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Thank you, Chubstep. Chubstep is better than lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> that's all one review well this is the second of the two reviews <laughs> Jeez. yeah okay can you read that one more time sure wow i was listening to chubstep and when steed came on i was like holy cannoli this guy is the best podcaster since bin laden thank you chubstep chubstep is better than lasagna <laughs> <laughs> wow wow thank you who wrote that? Uh, DNCAP24 does not uh, just a wow. series. So of that's things. not, I would like to point out that is an official uh, Apple account. That is official My Apple app- account. Yeah, that is an official Apple account that left that. Wow, <laughs> thank you. I think my favorite Better part than is lasagna? Just, better than lasagna. <laughs> best, I, and I have the best voice since Bin Laden. The best podcaster since Bin Laden. Wow, and that guy captivated a nation from a cave. Yeah, not in a positive light, but he did captivate. A, a no, audience. not in a positive light. Yeah, that's that's those are those are two good reviews. Amy, I you mean, should write a review. Just okay. bang bang. Yeah, Amy should write a review. It'll yeah. probably be be very heavily skewed towards me. That's how most of the reviews since I joined have been. That seems like how it is. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we'll, yeah, we'll wrap it up there. Uh, we talked about the reviews already. At Steed Palomino, underscore Pal- Steed underscore Palomino on Instagram. For me, jredz 3 on Instagram. Chubstep Podcast on Instagram for the show. People are like that. And Chubstep Podcast on Twitter and Facebook as well. Uh, Trevor tweeted out a funny picture the other day. 
okay, so new episodes every Thursday. Share the episode with a friendo. And the show has ended. I rest my case. Now you know you got to go. Peace. This is Yasin.